1973, the New York City Police Department created a hostage negotiation team. It's not up against the gun. It's up against the man's mind. When you're defusing a human bomb, it's the same as when you're taking apart a real bomb. If you skip a step, it's going to blow up right in your face. Talk to Me tells the high-stakes true story of the world's first hostage negotiation team. It changed policing forever. Talk to me. You know, I got to tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house. All the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps. You know, the ones that can do it all. Like my Live One app. Music, events, news, podcasts, comedy. Oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans, not those robots hanging out on Bezos's yacht. All this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app we here at the Adam Carolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to liveone.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free. No ads. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. Welcome to um, the whole name this of the car show. Cast. No, car car cast. Cast. Yeah, <laughs> too, too a, many shows. It's a it's busy, man. It's a busy morning. I've been. Uh, I I don't know why it falls on this week, but there's a SEMA conference that uh, happens for three days during this week. So I mm-hmm. run down to Anaheim, and then I run here, and then I go back to Anaheim, and then after the conference, I'll go directly to the airport to Arizona for auction week. Uh, going to try to swing by RM and swing by uh, Barrett Jackson and then back here. But uh, uh, it'll be good. It'll be fun. Um, interesting to, to catch up with everybody. Uh, Goldberg's going out to Barrett Jackson. I'm going to see him out there. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. It's like 30-something degrees at night in Arizona. It's desert. It gets cold at night. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I have this funny thing, which is I'm – trying to clear out this parking lot yeah. here you know desperately so i got uh roberto and alvaro going back and forth to the new shop to here with the dually and and blah 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 and it's just a funny thing it's it's happening it's happening slowly um every time i talk to sean i'm like what are those guys doing and like they just got back they got another load they're moving stuff out they're going back and forth and then it's been going on for about a week, and every time I pull up here, for some reason, I'm desperately – I'm dying to see them with the dually backed up and loading yeah, stuff up. there's nobody here. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen – I go back and forth and in and out. I'm here all day. I come in the morning. I walk yeah. out at 1 in the afternoon. Then I go out again at 3. And every time I talk to Sean, I'm like, what What are those guys doing? And they're like, they're, they're unloading stuff, you know? And, and I'm like – Okay, okay, when are they coming back? Well, they're just going to unload, and then they're going to come back. And then I just wait and wait, and I leave, and I come back, and I never see a truck here, and I never see them moving, and I can't figure out why. A week or two when I did see the truck here, it was Sean and Jose. Right. I didn't see anybody else. (laughs) Right. So 
they're doing it. I just don't get to see them do it or something. <laughs> something feels wrong. I, I don't know what. Something feels off. <laughs> I have, you know, I'm so funny because I have this kind of, you know, it used to get me into trouble like when I was a carpenter because I would just be like, go get that thing, go cut it, go rip it and put it back in the whatever. And everyone would be like, we got to make a template and we got to lay it out. I'd be like, you don't need a template. You don't need to lay it out. Just come on, just rip it and put it back up in place or whatever. And Sean is a 100% template guy. Yeah. Low and slow, lay it out, get everything worked out. And I'm like, just go grip it and rip it and throw it back in the thing, you know, pull the truck up, throw as much shit as you can into the back of it and take off. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to figure out this, that, and the other. And I think the truth lies somewhere in between. I just happen to be that what is going on guy. I want to redo shit. I get it. But I just, it's, it's just every time I, I pull up like I, I pull up like a kid on, on, Christmas morning, like did I turn the corner, like oh, oh, where's that truck? Where's that truck? It's never here. It's never here. And it's yeah. not. It's not like we're going to finish here and I'm going to walk out and see it out there, and then I'm going to do my next podcast and I'll walk out in two hours and I won't see it again. Like yeah. where, where is it? How are they going back and forth if they never show up here? I or maybe, I never see them. Maybe they're clearing out somebody else's warehouse. <laughs> they're doing something. I just, maybe they're around the corner. I and just want to emptying s- out that Warner Brothers storage facility. <laughs> I just want to see them doing just, something. Just here. see something going on, right? All right. So, what'd uh, you learn at SEMA? Uh, well, at the SEMA conference. It's interesting because. Uh, this is the opportunity where we get to meet with the individual uh, parts manufacturers and kind of go what's going on and we talk about what we're going to do on the podcast and car projects that are happening. And uh, uh, it, not a lot of it falls uh, into your category with the vintage race cars because there's so much fabrication and stuff that's going on there and a lot of new parts that, that come out Um are for newer cars, right? New muscle cars, Mustangs, and things like that, and off-road stuff, Jeeps and trucks and whatever. But there was a few things that came up. Um, uh, uh, one would be I I did talk to the guys at, at uh, McLeod Clutches that we've worked with before, and we kind of got into uh, the vintage racing cars going – you know, these are these are a few items that we would need a company like you guys, a clutch company, to make that we can't fabricate, but tough to do because these cars are so unique and they don't. You know, it's not you can't just go through the catalog and pull up a, a clutch for a three hundred Z, right? Right. And uh, he started getting into it more, going, you know, we've got some more requests for that, more requests for custom stuff. Uh, not just from the vintage racing community, but from f- trucks and off-roading and, and you, know, you know Baja and all this stuff. So they've kind of ramped that up a little bit more. So it was nice for uh, to hear those guys say, if you have something, like if you took a clutch out that you ran through on one of your cars, mm-hmm. uh, we send it to them and they, they can make a flywheel, they can make a clutch pack that kind of that, – that should be able to work. And they'll get into – what they do is they'll make a – one of their like catalog of clutch packs work with uh, 
your flywheel. They'll make the new version of the flywheel, and they'll mm-hmm. make it kind of bolt up together and make it work. So that was kind of interesting to do. Uh, to get into that and see what's what's going on there. Um, and then the other stuff that we use from guys in that space are things like ignition wires and fuel pumps and stuff. Uh, but getting into the new cars, you being around SEMA as well, not a lot of EV talk mm-hmm. <laughs> going on at, at SEMA, uh, but I did sit down with, uh, with a tuner. Uh, they run their dyno. They make these tunes for, for all sorts of uh, cars and trucks. And I said, what, what's going to happen to the EV world? I said, I've got a new Ford F-150 Lightning. And they said, yeah, we got one. We put it on the dyno. And we put our computer up to it to see if it's tunable. And we can. We can tune it. Really? And I said, okay, well, that's interesting. Are you going to do a tune? He's like, no. Nobody's asked for one yet, which is interesting. That whatever, Maybe it's just not there yet. But not a lot of people, I guess, are getting into the EV market uh, even something like an F-150 and tuning, it's like we're probably not going to tune it for more range. The OEs are going to do that. That's what they want mm-hmm. because we could probably make it a little bit quicker. We could probably make that throttle response a little bit more sensitive to to make it a little bit more fun. He said, so we think it's tunable, but we also don't know the long-term effects because it's so it's so new. Will we wear out the electric motors? Does it put added stress on the battery? What sort of range does it reduce? Uh, so they don't really know that yet. But as far as doing it, he's like, we've – he goes, as far as in, in the Ford market, these guys mostly tune Fords. And they said, we've tuned everything in the Ford and Lincoln catalog. It was like the hybrids, the Aviator, the Ford Explorer. Like we, he's like, we can tune any of it. So as far as them like cracking the code with Ford, they're like, no problem. Mm-hmm. Because, but we're just not sure if there's going to be demand for – tuning like the evs you know like the mustang mach e they have the gt performance version it's kind of a hot rod well you know pardon me but tuning for zero to 60 or top speed or you know zero to 100 or whatever it is in in the ev market is sort of moot like those cars are quick super quick zero to 60 they're they're quick and yeah. I, I you know I guess you could make them a little bit quicker I don't I don't know I, I you know I don't want to sound like my mom but you know three three two versus two nine on electric car it's just sort of like ah you, you know it's quick it's yeah. all it's all quick it's all fast it, it'll all push you back in the seat you'll feel that acceleration and. I think what everyone's looking for is range. So if if you're tuning something for performance versus range, it's built in already to the to the tune. You know, I mean, yeah, from the OE, the range is their focus. Yeah, I just I just don't I don't know anybody who has an electric car who says it's not quick enough. You know, zero to sixty. Uh, I mean, we could get your lightning you know, down three tenths of a second or something. And, but right, you're already and then about four seconds now or something. What are you going to hit? 3.7 seconds, zero to 60. I, I mean, it's I mean, good. It, you it, were in it. It's, it's zippy. It's, it's <laughs> just, yeah. I, I mean, it, at that point, it's just sort of, could you pull up to a Corvette or Ferrari and yeah. beat it to the next light? And it's a little bragging rights and it's, it's a story, it's but it's, it's not, yeah, it's not yeah. really, it doesn't have a real application, and it's also, 
I think guys sometimes tune their cars for like track days and stuff like yeah. that, and there's not any track days for. So, but we could drag race them. For a and, Nissan and, Leaf. Yeah, yeah you could yeah. drag race them. And yeah, there's those kind of track so, days. So that's the other thing that, that is interesting. It's like, oh, can we – because a lot of these EVs, even my truck, has uh, like the normal mode and it has like the sport or the Mustang Mach-E, like the unbridled mode. And right. can can you make that mode – more aggressive, right? Go, hey, I want to drive it around town. I want my full range. I want my drivability. But when I put it into sport mode, can I change my, can I get my 0 to 60 down to 3.5 instead of 4.0, you know, or, or something like that? Or maybe there's some calibration with, uh, with the electronics and the all wheel drive or something. Can I get a little bit more grip in the front? You know, uh, so there's some interesting things. Well, but- I, you know, I, I think as, you know, everything, you know, if you're around long enough and you've been around and, you know, somebody says, uh, who's going to pay $5 for a bottle of water? It's free, you yeah. know, from the sink. And why do people need your own phone? You know, what do you need a phone with you? You know, <laughs> yeah. like like there's a lot of, you know, I got basic cable. It's got 41 channels. That's enough. You know, there, there's there's right. or who, why why TV doesn't need to get any bigger and 32 inches. Why would you need bigger than 32 inches? I mean, they used to. It's kind of weird. The screens of cars around the now point. are bigger than 32 inches. <laughs> no, they used to They used to have this thing, and uh, it's completely out the window, but they used to have this thing back when they had those big cabinet-sized, big screen TVs, big boxes oh, yeah. with the big thing. You'd have to build a big hole in your, in your cabinet. The, like for the it. rear projection, right? Yeah. And it was, and it, yeah. Yeah, I used to it was huge. have one of those. I mean, it was literally five foot by five and a half foot by three foot deep. You know, and it was this big box. You know, it was, yeah. it was about the depth. And the whole bottom section was 18 inches of nothing. Yeah, because it had the big three colored lights in it. It uses, I don't know, the rear projection mirror and it doesn't. Right. But they used to have this equation. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Maybe Ben can find it. But back like in the 90s and maybe even into the 80s, the... The AV guys would go like, well, what room are you putting the TV in? And they go, yeah, yeah. They go, okay, here's the, the den. Okay, where's the sofa going to be? It's going to be here. It's going to be about nine feet away from the wall. All right. Yeah. So if you're sitting nine feet away from the, from the wall, then the max screen you need is 32 inches. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you go, oh, okay. Well, let's do a 32 incher. And then at some point, somebody came out with a 42 incher and you go, I know it's too big for this equation, but I'm enjoying it. You know, and then someone came <laughs> yeah. up with a 55 incher. And now I have an, a 90 inch TV and I sit three feet away from it. <laughs> yeah. And I like it. You know what I mean? It's great. Whatever that fucking rule was, it was right up there with the food pyramid. Like you need seven servings of grains every day. You know, yeah. it's like, or not, or I want a huge TV and I want to eat a cow, <laughs> which is essentially <laughs> I, I what mean, happened. But is Ben think of the back gamers, behind like, the glass there? Yeah, I can Ben's, never Ben's see hiding it. back there. But my, my ben, brother- there is some sort of, sorry, there there is there was some sort of equation that's yeah, I'm looking it up right 25 now. or 30 years old that basically said, you know, you need five inches of screen for every one foot you are away right. from the thing. So max would be 
50 inch screen at 10 feet and now everyone has an 84 inch at 10 feet and they like it that way i mean my my brother's got his gaming station set up and he's he's uh, the uh, my my younger brother star wars brother yeah yeah, my star wars brother Uh, and you know he, he sits on his he can sit at his computer desk and the desk is like touching his chest like you're really kind of tucked in so you can you can hit the controls and his screen like wraps around yes like it's so like the edges of his screens are where his ears are <laughs> you know this what? and, then, I, and I, he's like completely in this immersive thing and then yeah back in the day you would have had that as your as your tv and be like you need to sit 14 feet away what year is this audio video equation from ben that's the reason i'm looking to look for uh 80s yeah yeah uh, where's yeah. a where's a yeah this one this a, seems a reasonable yeah because now because they list 75 inch tvs on there like how- but the 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 moral of the story is is you should have as big a tv as you can afford that's it as, as big as you can afford uh, that that's the new that's the new equation yeah. and so there were a bunch of rules and there were a bunch of rules when evs came out EVs were for, you know, avant-garde celebrities. They were kind of like the smart car. Like nobody needed a smart car, but yeah. I saw George Clooney in a smart car <laughs> in Studio City once, and it was like, you know, it was a novelty. It was for this, you know, um, it was for um, Ed Bagley Jr. Yeah, he had an electric car, <laughs> and that was weird, but fine. And and now they're ubiquitous, but the car guys are like, not for me. You know, I, I need a Hemi and blah, blah, blah. But just like the bottled water and everything else, it'll start drifting into this performance thing. And yeah. at some point, car guys and performance guys will be getting into the EV world. It, it just it has to happen that way. And but so also we this like personalization and we don't want to be put into this box. And like we've said, we you know, when you start to threaten to take away stuff from us, we like it. So if you if you start to threaten to take away personalization and stuff, this actually was a, a topic we had a little while ago. So the new Mustang is coming out and uh it's a revision on the platform, but they're saying it's probably not going to be as tunable or tunable at all because it's also integrated uh, the computer systems and stuff. And a Dodge has said, oh, the the next generation of, of like Charger or Challenger EV performance muscle car EV, you won't be able to get a tune. And that was – people were like, oh, you, you can't tune it. You can't modify it. That's weird because that was kind of what they built that – brand off of like of recent years the last 15 years it's all about modifying your challenger right right uh and then they said oh well there may be modifications available tunes available but you'll get it directly from dodge through the through their direct connection uh, uh website and i started thinking about that and i was like oh this isn't them saying it's untunable this is them saying they want to get into this world like the Apple Store, right? They want approved developers, and then it all goes through them, and you buy it directly from them, so they get a piece of the action of everything, and they can approve certain things. So if you want to tune for your 2025 Charger EV, maybe another company can make it but it's going to be through Dodge's direct connection website or dealer program or whatever to get it you know yeah i think the 
I mean, the new world order has to be like subscriptions and come to us and download our, our whatever and everything else. I have a, <clears throat> I have a, I don't know if it's a beef or an innovation or, or whatever, but, um, car doors and, you know, it's, nah, I don't, I don't really think you could modify this, but the car door, when you open it mm-hmm. on a hill, it's so funny because um, I always said this, which is Jimmy lives on a hill. His house is on a hill. And the street parking in front of his house is so steep that the door shuts on its own. It gets you right in the shin. Now, the thing about the door <laughs> or in the ass when you turn around to get yeah. something out of it or whatever, the thing about the car door is it will open it will stay for like a three mississippi and then yeah <laughs> it, it shuts yeah and i used to say you know i'm no uh city planner but you should not be able to make a street that has a grade on it that's too steep for a car door to stay open yeah okay now the thing about it and then i bought a condo with a driveway that's Right on the edge of too steep. And how it how it works <laughs> yeah. is open the car door in the morning, stays open, have my notebook and my papers and my coffee mug and my junk, car door open, sit in car, that's enough. I don't mean run and jump in a car. I yeah. mean, just literally sit down into the car. Yeah. That is enough to activate the door to come down and hit my elbow and knock my coffee mug <laughs> and my coffee everywhere all yeah. over the fucking seat and the paperwork. I did it two days ago. Can we do it? Here's my whole thing. Either don't stay open at all or stay the fuck open and let me tug on it a little to shut it. Yeah. The it's goes open but if you shake the car a little bam just like a like a yeah. guillotine and it's a heavy door and it's coming down with velocity i i i i want i, I don't want to have to get like shims or anything but <clears throat> i want something like i i want it to grab just a yeah. little bit more or maybe maybe start making them electronic or something where they just stay open yeah there's a there's a few thoughts there like the 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 notches that are on it or the the, the little indents and it has the little ball that you know the little the two little swivel uh, yes. ball that hold it hold it open uh you're right never strong enough we've seen some cars like your aston martin that i believe uses magnets oh really and it would be interesting if if you could make a door with either the magnets are stronger, but then you don't want it to be too difficult to close. But what if there was some sort of sensor, like a, that's what I'm talking right? about, like you know, like like in your in your iPhone has the the gyroscope sensor, or whatever, and it knows when you're flopping around and you're moving yes. your wrist and you're out yes. for a walk. Yes, like if it knows the angle of the door, and then it increases the magnet. Right, electromagnet. Yes, yes. I would buy that car. I also want this. The same driveway in the same car, whether it's my house or Jimmy Street, as long as we're doing the sense of the angle. Yes, like like basically, 
there's a, a level on the car and it senses when the the other one is is when you pull up the steep driveway and you pop the rear gate and everything just comes flying <laughs> yeah, out like yeah. a sitcom where the guy opens the closet and the bowling right, ball the hits ball, him. Yeah. Right. Yes. I, I need some little four inch catch grab where yeah. it senses itself up at an angle. It senses there's items in the back and it flips up just a little four inch yeah, trap. Just something. Just something. something because you open it. God forbid. Bid, you have a decent bottle of wine back say, there yeah, or something gotta... like that or a nice bottle of 30 year old scotch or something you pop the thing up and it just comes rolling down it, boom it, it, it's never turned the other way right it's never right. lengthwise where it won't roll out it's no. always going to roll out it's yes. just going to roll out yeah I, and then some of the you know the high end cars that have like the electric door i haven't really tried it on a steep hill like if you rolled up in the Rolls Royce, and you Ooh. hit the button, and the door opens. I'm not talking about the suicide door, right? No, Which- <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's the good one is the just watching a guy in a BMW X5 or whatever got the clamshell in the back, got the bottom. Oh, for the for the hatch door. for the yeah, hatch. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, the yeah. bottom kicks up. That thing's ten, twelve inches, yep. and then the top hatch. Now, if I could just pop the top hatch parked at the steep angle then my life yeah. would, would change dramatically. I could then just reach in and get whatever I wanted. Yeah, I guess some trucks still might have that, the the two the two version of the, you know, the what's, I think what's, BM- the, what's the door on, on a house that's the two door? Like Dutch kind of, door. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, the BMW has that yeah, clamshell, we'll do. call it. Yeah. I don't know, this, this X5 or whatever the hell I was looking at must have been yeah. a couple years old. Didn't Did Range Rover, fu- Range Rover might, yeah. Land Rover might have had that for a bit as well. Maybe they still do. I don't know if they still do. But yeah, you know what? It's good. It. I'll tell you why that. You know what? That's a good design. And I'll tell you the other why. The other reason too. One is is when you're on the hill and you're all hatch. Yeah. Like I am. You know, four foot where the hatch. The thing will come up and hit you in the head. Number one, because it <laughs> yeah. sticks out a long ways. Uh, number two, lots of. Pulling into the garage and not sure if it's going to make the door. Do I have to open the garage door to pop the hatch? You want that hatch throw to be short, the up, yeah. the upswing. And right. if you do the clamshell, you kind of you don't know, split the difference, but you knock thirty percent off the length of the door, which does not whack the garage door, right. Or and you in the head. And there's, I believe, two buttons, so you can hit one button to open just the top. Or you can hit the other button, and it opens the whole door. Yes. So it it brings the bottom half with it. So it's sort of three That's what I want. ways of, of opening. Yeah. The, I want to say the new BMW 7 Series, by the way. I believe – I don't know if it's all the doors or the rear doors because it's meant to be sort seven of an Series The a- i7. SUV? Yeah. Uh, oh. No, no, no. The, the sedan. Oh, okay. Uh, sort of the executive mm-hmm. sedan has this big – has this big cinematic screen talk about the big screen, like in the headliner of the car in the rear, mm-hmm. the whole length of the car, width of the car, it folds down to a big screen so you can wow. be back there. But so now you're sitting 23 inches away. Yeah, and it. you can put your feet up and whatever. But that has uh, an electric door as well. You can hit the button to open and close the door. And I wonder what it is on a hill. <laughs> um, if you think with electric motors, you would like, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna hold it, it's gonna open, and it's, you right. hit the button and close it. I wonder if Ben, kind of Ben hasn't found our. He's hiding TV back theorem. There. I don't like the way he hide. 
doesn't exist, huh? <laughs> I'm looking for 80s specifically. No, I don't. I think you'll screw yourself up if you just go 80s, you know, TV chart. I just think you're going to have to just put it in and see what comes TV up. TV chart or, or maybe – Maybe if you tried the type of TV, like uh, a rear projection yeah, TV. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, okay. Um, while you're digging that up, um, I've been driving the Mercedes SL63. You know, SL, uh, you know, a nameplate for them for a long time. Think mm-hmm. of the SL Roadster, the Gullwing. The new SL63, uh, I mean, as you can imagine, fantastic car. Definitely mm-hmm. seems like it's crept up in price over the years. I mean, the base price is 180. The one I'm driving, I don't know if you passed it on the way in. It's like a bright blue convertible. Uh, $212,000. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it's it's $9,000 of carbon ceramic brake options, $3,800 of carbon fiber interior pieces. Uh, the interesting thing is the SL now is all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. This one that you're looking at here is the exact car, the exact color. Mm-hmm. It's all-wheel drive now. You can get the SL55 uh, or the 63. They both have the four-liter twin-turbo V8 engines, but the 63 has it uh, at, uh, I think it was 577 mm-hmm. horsepower. All wheel drive. All wheel drive. Four liter. Not not big displacement, but turbos. Yeah. How is it? I mean it's good. It's fantastic. But it's so close to the like the AMG GT. So this needs to be it needs to kind of float somewhere in the middle. Right. Yeah. It can't be quite as hardcore, but can't be just a GT car. It has to I don't. Uh, there's. I. I don't see the wisdom in buying one of these things new. Doesn't it seem like you got to buy one that's three years old and have them knock eighty grand off the price or something? Yeah, let you lease it if you will get the new one. Right. That's, right. That's what you do. But and that's what you want. Somebody to lease it, then you go buy the lease return and you get yourself a really nice car. Uh, but this is where the SL is starting to turn into. A sports car. It's a it's a grand touring car that's turning into a sports car. I guess we're seeing a little bit of that from Aston Martin as well, right? Mm-hmm. This is now a car that runs zero to sixty in three point one seconds, does two hundred miles an hour, pulls a G on the on the skid pad, and you know it runs eleven thirties in the quarter mile, but is actually very very comfortable. And we put the top down, and it's got. It blows hot air on your neck, and it's got heated massage seats, and yeah, you know, like yeah, I, like it's got all of those features. Um, it's interesting. I'll, I'll post some photos of this up on my social media as well. But we've had a lot of comments about the big infotainment screen looking like an iPad stuck on the dash, and it kind of floats there. Mm-hmm. And the SL has it, but they've done something interesting uh, to. M- to take advantage of that. So when you're in the car with the top up, the screen is there and it kind of leans back to give you a good view of it and all of the functions are on the touchscreen. When mm-hmm. you put the top down, it moves. It kind of – the whole screen kind of starts to lean up a little bit more hmm. upright to um, 
so you don't get as much glare on it. So you can huh. see it now. Uh, so, so they're noticing that, hey, right. you put the top down, you can't see the screen anymore. How do we, how do we fix that? And they're able to move that screen around to, to take advantage of it. I wonder if – is Mercedes going to try another supercar like they did with the whatever the hell that one is? We can never remember. You know, comes in silver. It's got the roof scoop on it. We've seen yeah, it Yeah, so the uh, AMG before. 1 I think is being delivered now. Oh, really? Uh, and it's it's basically an F1 car. Uh, uh, ben can find a, a, find a picture of the AMG 1, I believe it is, uh, please, and you'll see that. I was just talking to somebody uh, the other day. Um, he was driving it. He had an opportunity to drive it. He's a Porsche and Mercedes collector and a race car driver and was invited out to some AMG thing and drove it. And, and AMG's bosses are like, this is the last of life. Oh, we're looking at yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's an F1 car with a, with a body on it. <laughs> What's the power plant? I, I don't I don't know. I it's so I didn't dig into the specs on this. I think Ben can dig it up. It could be some sort of hybrid thing mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. Interesting, interesting car. But they do have it. I don't know why we're not reading more about it. Maybe it's because they haven't put it out to uh, to to be fully tested and stuff yet. All right, let me tell you about Snap On. Today's episode is brought to you by the makers and fixers of Snap On. Makers and fixers, they keep the world moving. Find them in factories, repair shops, roads and rails, building and maintenance. Well, they basically maintain everything. I know. Everyone wants to send the kid to college and get some sort of liberal arts degree. Get your get your kid to be a maker and a builder and a fixer. That's what you need. And get paid, man. Makers and fixers are the backbone of the automotive, aviation, agriculture, mining, marine, military. These guys keep this country moving. They keep every country moving. And I know some of these guys. They take care of business and they're Head is always in the right place. So makers and fixers, it's not just a job, it's a calling. And I want to hear from you. Share your story at makersandfixers.com slash carcast. And check out the makers and fixers on Instagram, please. All right, let's do one more. What else uh, is Uh, out there? Corvette E-Ray. So uh, Mm -hmm. the the specs and everything on the E-Ray have come out. So we've got the Corvette Stingray, which is the V8 car. Uh, that we've seen, um, you've seen. It Were all we town. sorry talking about Corvette doing what Mustang did, sort of franchising their brand into SUVs and? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's possible. There's rumors about that about um, building uh, building a brand around Corvette that could be multiple cars, SUVs, mm-hmm. whatever. Of, of, you saw Mustang do it. Um, Bronco could potentially. Uh, do that as well could sort of be a a showroom of of Broncos of different types of trucks mm-hmm. um, the two door and the four door already but maybe some sort of like little pickup truck version mm-hmm. like the Jeep Gladiator who knows mm-hmm. I don't know yet uh, but Corvette so Corvette uh, Stingray came out Corvette Z06 flat plane crank high winding mm-hmm. you know uh, great sound um, big RPM. And then Corvette E-Ray. Corvette E-Ray has a lot of the bodywork, the wider stance of the Z06. Mm-hmm. It takes the V8 engine from the Stingray, pairs it with an electric motor in the front, mm-hmm. and making it all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a battery along the, the, the tunnel in between the seats mm-hmm. of, of the car. Uh, 
the gas engine is still 495 horsepower. You pair it with a front electric motor that's 160 horsepower. You get 655 mm-hmm. uh, total horsepower. Uh, you get a stealth mode. You can fire it up in complete EV mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the range is on EV only, but the limitation is 45 miles an hour on EV only. The range. You know, I, I plug my car in overnight. Yeah. I jump in the car. It says 21 miles. I back down the driveway. I get to the first stop sign. It says 10 miles <laughs> on it. It's I like, know, what happened? Like, Did the battery fall out? Like the battery some fall? kind of algorithm. It's still good. It's still yeah. worth plugging in and, yeah. and unplugging. But uh, Maybe it's the angle you park on. God damn. If I could All that just, battery juice is falling to the back. This is in my garage in La Cunada. <laughs> if I could just get it 50 miles. All right. So yeah. go ahead. Um, so this is kind of interesting because the performance numbers are kind of on par. We're talking zero to 60, two and a half seconds. Wow. Uh, uh, it weighs a little bit, a few hundred pounds more than the Z06. Uh, uh, but I was talking to, to Alistair from Edmonds. We're like, you know what? If, if, you're, if you're collecting the car, probably get the Z06. If you really want to drive it and you want to be at the leading edge of innovation, the E-Ray might be what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we kind of see where we go from there, potentially a ZR1 version of something. Uh, but this configuration is much like the NSX, right? You know, rear right. mid engine with their six, and then the two they, motors I think they front. did two motors, one on each wheel. Uh, uh, Chevy's doing one motor uh, on the front to power the front. And um, interesting, now you won't plug it in. It's not a plug-in hybrid like your car. The engine will charge the battery. But if you take it to the track... And you put it in a whatever mode, it's track mode. The engine keeps the battery fully charged, so you get the most amount of power from your electric motors for that track session. When electric you're driving a motor single, yeah, electric motor. Yeah. Uh, so in track mode, it's like we're giving you the most power we can and keeping the battery as charged. As, as possible while we're doing it. But around town, it could go into some sort of mile per gallon mode, right? Used right. Like, like your truck does. All right. Uh, you can go to adamcarolla.com for all the live shows. I'm coming to Florida. I'm going everywhere. So just go to adamcarolla.com for that. What do you got, Motorator? If you're uh, listening to this and you're swinging by Barrett Jackson, come find us. Say hi. I'll be there. Goldberg will be there. So, till next time, Adam Kroll for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. You know, I got to tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house. All the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps. You know, the ones that can do it all. Like my Live One app. Music, events, news, podcasts, comedy. Oh, 
and actual musical stations curated by humans, not those robots hanging out on Bezos's yacht. All this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app. We here at the Adam Carolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to liveone.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free. No ads. All month long on Pluto TV, stream the biggest Tyler Perry movies free. Watch your favorites like Medea's Witness Protection and Medea's Big Happy Family. Join Tyler Perry as he goes on a couple's retreat with Sharon Leal in Why Did I Get Married? Or Idris Elba and Gabrielle Union in the Tyler Perry directed film Daddy's Little Girls. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows available on live and on demand. Download the free Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in, watch free.